0: My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because
1: we're talking. 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 Talking.
0: Talking.
2: Talking. Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. Talking.
2: Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Let's do this. We're here. I'm back. He's from Las hey. Vegas. Hey, it's was Talking Tesla 34. Vegas was... Very Vegasy. It was full of uh, gambling, yes, and alcohol, yes, and not for me though. Not at all for me. I didn't do any of that stuff. So. That's upsetting. Um,
0: you put on a great show. I watched it online. I thank was very you. proud of you. It was spectacular. People thank were, you very. People much. were excited. the The doctors and the nurses and the people.
2: It was some quality education. Three days in the desert with lots of. Uh, uh, emotional Tearing Crying I don't know if you happen to me- see uh, Scott Gart And the Z-Dog Which no one on this show knows or cares about no. But I got them to do Well let's be honest Rob Orman got them to do egg roulette
0: uh, That was funny So this is
2: where Oh my god You have
0: a bunch of eggs in a carton Some of them are hard boiled Some of them not And you have to like do a question And then smash it on your head No
2: question and- You just pick an egg You just do it There was And no once questions. you pull it out of there That's your egg It was funny in slow motion it
0: was really funny. The best
2: <laughs> That's the Jimmy Fallon bit I will give uh, full and Jimmy. total credit I'm
0: sure it occurred before Jimmy as well
2: So good though on that show Amazing
0: Z-Dog is a, is a very famous internal medicine doc Who yeah. does these funny raps and videos And they're of social conscious And they're good And everybody should go watch Z-Dog yeah. So he rapped the live YouTube.
2: And then we had him crack some eggs over his head, head. Amazing
0: it's much, I thought it was way better than talking Tesla. Actually, the whole show was way better than this show.
2: This show is next level, though. Like this level's much. This show's much more esoteric than Essentials, possibly. Although Essentials has the benefit of being bloody and meaty at times. There's a lot of great slides of people <laughs>
0: getting shot. Hey, the stock price is
2: down, Tom. Oh, brutal! Being murdered, two hundred and seven dollars as of last night, down thirty-eight dollars since they launched the Model S people model 3 i'm sorry model 3 since they announced the launch of the model 3 sorry people uh the people the investors the the talking heads very very skeptical about tesla's ability to hang on some of the reason because of that is because so many car companies and i mean so many car companies are getting in to the ev business in a big big way and we'll talk about one of the major players in the meantime, but I would like to start this yes. with yes. an experience that I had yesterday. This is
0: an amazing experience. You were just starting to tell me about it. Go. There's Tom,
2: minding his own business, when all of a sudden- So, yes. Yeah, yesterday, I drive downtown to meet one of our friends for a little breakfast at the Grand Central Market, which is LA's kind of uh, market. Eater, eatery situation. It's not really a market anymore. It's just mostly eateries, although you could, there's a meat market, there's a small produce market- besides the point. I pull over, he was staying at a hotel and I was like, I wonder how far the hotel is uh in relation to this market. So I pull over. I happened to pull over on Hill Street at 3rd right into a public EV spot on the street. My like very much like a parking meter. Right? I had no idea it was there. Wasn't looking for it. I just, just pulled over in, into an boom. open spot and I was like, Holy crap! there's an EV. I looked at the sign; it said "EV car parking only and only wall charging." So you, it was a, it was a, a Green Lots operated by Green Lots. Never heard of these people. Never heard. No of them. idea what the hell their situation
0: is. Well, Tom, I do know who Green Lots is because I looked it up, and it said designed to solve the payment and network management problems created by proprietary EV charging networks. Green Lots answers the needs. Of side hosts offering workplace utility and public charging applications through Sky, the leading open charging network.
2: A level two charger attached just to a normal street light post. A little credit card slot. Although uh, you can get a membership, and there is an app that shows you like how long you've you know post information wise. I downloaded the app, but anyways, you you pull up, you pull the cable. You put your credit card in, you plug it in, it starts to charge. It's a buck an hour. You don't have to pay for parking. It's genius. Some of the other downtown EV chargers charge like $225 an hour on top of an EV service charge. So this is what the city, the country, the the nation, the world, the world the needs to do is Okay, parking meter, parking meter, parking meter, charger, parking meter,
0: parking meter, parking meter, charger. And one day, charger, 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 (laughs) charger, (laughs) charger, parking meter, charger, charger. So
2: like downtown, it costs about a buck an hour anyways to park. So it was no real additional cost. The only issue that I found was that my charger is on the street side and not Uh the curb side. So I had to actually, and it's a pretty long cable, but I had to run it underneath the car and it just barely, barely reached. But when you unplug it for... For the lazy b- in the world, it has auto an automatic uh uh re spooling, right? So it, like as soon as you unplug it, throw through it back you under the, the car and whoop. it goes and it winds itself back up, ready for the next EV to come into the place. I got about thirty miles an hour. While well, I was that's sitting pretty good. There, so, so it's, it's like a forty good. amp
0: charger. Yeah, it's
2: like a level 2, 40 amp, uh, you know, standard charger. Pretty exciting stuff. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. I like that. That's exciting. It was very cool. Very what? cool. You can see it, a picture of it, on the PlugShare app. It's on Hill Street, right about 3rd by the Grand Central Market. There's one photo of another car, not my car. I didn't take any pictures. I was uh, so, i was tired. So overexcited from your, <laughs> your big event. I was tired.
0: My uh, brother is in town, and um, he's a Tesla owner. Nice. Uh, a couple of things to tell you about that. So he's from Australia. Teslas Teslas cost twice as much in Australia as they do here. They're two hundred thousand dollars. Thank you very much. Due That's a to lot taxes of and stuff. Oh, holy smoke! There's not that many of them there yet. They're right-hand drive, which is weird. Why would you bother? I can't work out why you would bother <laughs> making. Because there's only a couple of hundred of been sold. And uh, he was just saying that the supercharger network between Melbourne and Sydney is done, and it's almost done all the way to Brisbane. That's amazing. He took my Tesla, and he drove it to the Fremont factory because he's going to have a tour. But he was all pissed Which and angry Tesla? at me. The gray one, the, the S. The S. He's all pissed at me. He's like, You don't have autopilot. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? <laughs> he is slacker. 100% sold on S- autopilot. How about this?
2: I know the answer to that question. The next time someone asks you, How am
0: I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to get back to that in a moment because uh, we're going to talk about autopilot. But first of all, I want to talk about one other fun thing. There's another Easter egg in, in uh, Tesla. So, have you done this? Did you try this out?
2: I didn't try it out, but I did have a question about it. Yeah. I don't have a Tesla charger, oh. So, will it work on my my charger? Doesn't have like a little button. Clicky, clicky. On clicky. Top I don't think it will. Then.
0: So, the Easter egg here is you plug in your uh, Tesla. I assume this happens at supercharger stations, but this is just at my Tesla charger at home. I plug it in, and you click the little button button ten times. Not eleven. Because you got, not you got nine. nothing better to do. Because you want to. <laughs> and then you get this multiple array of colours coming out from that LED ring array around the charging port. And it's super cool. By yeah. like bringing all the family and friends out. Hey, look at what my car can do. And if you du-ca, open du-ca, the doors, du-ca, du-ca,
2: du-ca, du-ca. it'll automatically start playing Tiesto. So you could be like... It's like being at a Cosmo pool party.
0: And the only point of bringing up this story is you should go try it. And I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. I don't see Ford or Nissan doing stuff like that. This is a fun little company. They'll be fine if they keep up this sort of quality geeking. They'll be better if they keep up the
2: production of their automobiles, buddy. That's that's really the thing. And then also on this page, they talked about a rainbow option for the heads up display in autopilot. Did you see did you happen to read a little bit no, more deeply into this? Please. There's another Easter egg where you turn the autopilot on like three or four times, on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And the road Turns like rainbow, like Mario Kart, is what I understand. <laughs> oh, that'll be distracting. So like, and it says it's on the S, but I could it could very well be on the X as well. We should look into
0: it. And of course, the listeners now realize that when Tom says we should look into it, he means Mel should look into it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it turns out that if in quick succession you have an autopilot, whether it's an X or an S. And you do it four times in quick succession. Then you get a psychedelic cowbell road. Oh yes, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> Try it out. And of course the cowbell references to that classic Saturday Night Lights skit from the 90s with Fallon and Ferrell and Walken. And it goes something like this.
2: One, two, three, four.
1: Belt, baby. guess what i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell
2: and then another thing on this same page somebody and i don't know who it was posted like a vr mock-up of the model three driving around a racetrack did you did you see any I missed of this all of this. this is on stuff? the
0: verge and uh, apparently I just saw the one charging port they get out red out to my car to try it and stop reading There's like a 15 second YouTube
2: video of a black model 3 zooming around I mean I don't know who made it maybe Tesla made it it's Pretty nice-looking little automobile, though.
0: Interesting. All right, let's talk about the summon mode of death. Oh, this article the was mode of death.
2: actually drives me a little bit crazy, but go ahead.
0: This is from The Verge. Mm-hmm. So uh, this Utah Tesla owner said, look, uh, I was uh, minding my own business when my uh, car just sort of got up and took off and crashed into a truck. And uh, <laughs> what the hell's up with that, Tesla? So Tesla said, well, that doesn't sound right. So no. first of all, it shouldn't go without you telling it. So- Tesla went and, uh, you know, with their software, looked at what happened. It turns out he turned on uh, auto-summon. He turned on summon, and then the car did, in fact, drive into a truck. And the Verge person was saying, isn't the point that this shouldn't happen? Um, This is a very, very important note to make that Tesla has made, but I don't think they've made it enough, that the sensors on autopilot are down low. So this was a big, tall truck and a little tiny S, and it went forward and got stuck underneath the truck because there's no high um, sensors on this to say don't park, right. don't like, crash into low things, or or don't
2: go through a red light, or any a, of the normal things the that stuff. you would think but that I, a car would want to do. But this person, yes, claimed to have not been in the car, right? Said he was sort of showing a passerby the, the app. app, yes, right? Um, totally not true. Letter from the Tesla rep. To the owner, which details that the owner was like in the car when they activated autopilot. Or auto summon or whatever, and then got out of the car, and then like a little while later, the car crashed into the thing. Very, very sketchy. sketchy. Like the owner statement does not at all mesh up with the black box. They were like, "You push this button, and then mm. three seconds later, you got out of the car." Like they knew all the information, which is a little
0: scary. So that's part of the point of actually bringing this up. There was another lady that said her car, which was in uh, autopilot mode rammed into the back of another car and didn't stop and oh my gosh and they did the same thing they go okay let's look at that let's see if it's (laughs) out go to the black box turns out you'd actually hit your foot on the brake and turned off autopilot autopilot wasn't on You dumbass. you crashed into the back of that car (laughs) so the point here is first of all they're watching you which is a little bit scary but two stop lying yeah they know what you're doing they uh, are gonna check the black box yeah so So i like this because it actually gives us real data because human beings Not so reliable, but uh, the black box data, much more reliable. And if you don't have autopilot, like I don't, and my brother was all mad at me, hey, you've got an older Tesla and doesn't have autopilot. Your 2nd hand Tesla, no autopilot. Tom, if you want to get autopilot, you can get it because Tesla Radio is reporting from that same hacker that worked out that there's a 100-kilowatt battery coming very soon. That same guy retrofitted his old Tesla, his wife's old Tesla Model S, and put autopilot sensors and software yeah. and the little clicky buttons on the steering wheel. Yeah. This guy... He's also pretty
2: sure he voided most of his <laughs> dental warranty. He's like, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do this. But uh, <laughs> this
0: guy is like the most superpower geek that I've ever heard of. It cost him about 9000 bucks, he thinks, and about 50 hours. No, thank you. Uh, I think that he should make it $10,000 and do it for everybody like me.
2: But... Don't you think, at the end of the day, Tesla should do this? Don't you think Tesla should do it and make the cash? Why not? Like Get some guys and just start going around, and they could make the $10,000. I think they could use the money. There
0: was an article over a year ago, when we first were looking at this, when we first started the podcast, and I was asking the question of the Internet, how much would it cost to do this retrofit? And the numbers back then were about fifty thousand dollars, because you have to pull the whole car apart, you have to go, right. you have to shove it in. But this guy did it for nine. I still don't. You know, I'm not going to go do it even for ten thousand dollars. But right. um, it's just interesting that he is a geek. It is possible, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So if you're a retired engineer and nothing to do and you have an S and you'd like to upgrade, go check this out on <laughs> Rati. Maybe so, I'll get a little right. weekend project for you.
2: The guy's got a blog post about every step of the situation. Uh, it's not go down to Home Depot, grab a stick and a brick <laughs> and put your car not, on autopilot. It's not mixing up some brick cement. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, putting it's a, pole a little bit more involved in that. And again, it's avoiding of the warranty. So the makers of Talking Tesla would like to tell you, probably not a great idea. St- but you know great, what? Go ahead. Great
0: story. Go ahead. Let's great talk about story. some solar stuff. Uh, solar City is getting burned Boy, it's getting boring. This is from the New York Post. Yeah. So uh it had to drop its installation forecast and its stock is down seventy percent, seven zero in twelve months. That's a lot. And according to this New York Times post, it's basically a perfect storm. The um There's lots of other manufacturers that are out there, and there's lots of other installing occurring, and lots of people have bought into this idea of zero down, and so the competition is is big. And then you have places like Arizona and Nevada that are being losers and saying, you know, you're not going to get net metering and all this stuff. So they've really uh, hit the skids a bit, although this is Elon's cousins that run this thing. They don't seem to be that um, flustered. They're like, yeah, it's going to be a year, but uh, we'll all be good, mate. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be great. I don't
2: really understand their their sort of laissez faire attitude. You think just in towards behind their company in the
0: boardroom, and Elon's there, they are freaking out, like, "Holy
2: crap!" They might be, or they just know something about the financials that we don't, like the debt that they've sold. You know, it's a weird company because it's it's got an odd revenue model. It the the Kramer guy kind of ripped into them that again, guy's an idiot. but he is an idiot. That's true. But
0: Although you know what? We, Part we, of it is because I think you know they're they've got this golden Easter egg themselves, which is uh, the Tesla Gigafactory, because they're going to have access to all of those batteries that people are going to install when they're bigger and better. Tom is like about to cry because he hates <laughs> these batteries. We're going to get to them. We're going to talk about. But those. first of all, some more solar stuff, yeah. and that is Santa Monica. Like two weeks ago, we talked about how San Francisco is saying every new construction under the ten. Floors is going to have to be solar ready. Uh-huh. Santa Monica has voted in April. Not solar ready. All <laughs> they already have to be solar
2: ready. They have They're to mandating actually put it to actually on, Put the solar on on every new That's
0: construction. Santa Monica okay. did the same thing, which said every new construction, whether it is retail, whether it is residential, has to throw on some solar panels. And there's some interesting thing in this article, which is from Electric. Electric, electric. You got to put electric in everywhere. <laughs> and uh, it says that the National Renewable Energy Laboratory thinks that forty percent of our electricity uh, could come from
2: twenty-three to twenty-seven percent of our country's buildings. And I love the balance. most. Um, awesome thing about that is that you said laboratory <laughs>
0: Laboratory. So 40 it's America it's a laboratory so 40% of our electricity could come from just about 25% of the buildings in this country and see I say this all the time as I fly over LA as I fly over San Francisco and I see all those roofs and I'm like they should have solar on them. But, anyway. the,
2: but the but there's the distribution issue with that, obviously, right? Like if well, it's if in this, it they're in the west. Win. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but you know that's the issue, right? Is is the distribution, the grid is not able to deal with that, and the sun doesn't shine at night. But you know, whatever. That's they
0: okay. say that. Uh Putting solar on at the time that you do a new construction makes it about 30 to 40% cheaper. And we already know that solar yeah. prices have collapsed. They're so much cheaper. They're 70 to 80% cheaper than they were six years ago. So if you put them on during the time of construction, it's even cheaper. The only problem with this is, as somebody noted in the comments section, because Tom told me to read the comments. There you go. Was that uh, since Santa Monica is sort of a very stable place, there's not a lot of new construction going on in Santa Monica. This right. will not have a big effect. So it would be much better if they gave some incentives to have People who already had their homes throw it on the roof. If I say tear down all the buildings in Santa Monica. <laughs> it might take a bit of energy to do that to yeah, rebuild them. Maybe. But yeah. But they could start
2: to, you know, if they feel like they're not getting enough ingress into it in Santa Monica, they could do it on remodels because so I don't know how this works in most parts of the country, but in Los Angeles and Santa Monica and places like that, if you completely demolish your house but leave a single two yes. by four standing two in the three. corner, uh, that's a remodel, <laughs> yeah. right? So a lot of people do that because it doesn't increase their tax basis, right? If it's a remodel, it's based on the sale price, and it doesn't get reassessed on the new price. A lot of people do that. You will see s- literally single two by fours in the corner of a house that they'll they'll just tackle the rest of the house to, which I think is hilarious.
0: Yeah, this is a bit of a loophole, and I don't know if it is in other counties or in other countries. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. If you tear the whole house down. Reassess for tax, much more tax. And if you leave one wall or partial wall up and build around it. Right. Yeah, I saw that just like down the street here last week. I'm like, it is the stupidest loophole. It's the Why best. don't you close
2: that loophole? I could knock down my house, keep my 12, 20-year-old tax basis, and put a $4 million house in its stead. No additional taxes. Welcome to California.
0: But California is great for other reasons. That's
2: true. Many things. It's got
0: the beach and the mountains. It's got you. It's got and you. Me. The smog, and it's got the Hyperloop companies. Yay! Who? One of them, which is uh, Hyperloop One, formerly Hyperloop Technologies. Thank God they changed their name. Uh, they went out to their into the Nevadas, and uh, they <laughs> the said Nevadas. they had uh, their Kitty Hawk moment, which is they fired up the uh, Hyperloop, and they there's a video here, and it's on. They uh, used a Harley Davidson. I don't know motor, where this, which, which site this is from. Fascinating. And they fired the Hyperloop, and it went really, really fast, and then slow as it crashed into sand or whatever that was slowing it down. The
2: site was motherboard.
0: Motherboard. So it went 100 miles an hour. Um, This is the first public test of a Hyperloop. They said uh, the next test they should get up to around 400 miles an hour. Ultimately, they want to get to 750 miles an hour. It was pretty cool to see, even though it was a very short trip.
2: It was short, and then it hit the sand bank to slow itself down, and that in and of itself was was pretty darn cool. And then, <laughs> I like this last comment you made on here. Yeah. Some of the commentators noted, we don't deserve hyperlink <laughs> until we fix public transportation. Genius. That was pretty funny. <laughs>
0: this was somebody from another country go, noting that, in general, in many American cities, our public transport system sucks. What? So we don't no. deserve to have hyperlinks. That's ridiculous. It should go to some so country that's got real public transport already.
2: I can envision a time in, let's say, 10 years from now, where Somebody has privately built Hyperloop, and it is just speeding past California's $68 billion high-speed rail system because the politicians have refused to walk away from it. Oh, my God. Please make it stop. Uh, look, Tom, you don't like Powerwall. Oh, and you know what I like even less? Other Powerwalls.
0: <laughs> so the current Powerwall situation as we know it is a 6.4-kilowatt Tesla Powerwall that you can go and order right now for like three or 4000 maybe $5,000 by the time you stick it in. Nissan has uh, now got a competitor. It's called X Storage. Good name. And it's 4.2 kilowatts. Yay, even worse. And uh, (laughs) it's even more useless, as far as I can tell. (laughs) I'm with Tom on this.
2: Yeah, I mean, so you wrote in the notes, Tom can hate on this as well, and I wrote, and I intend to. (laughs) These are, like, Tesla-level stupid, but only stupider, because they're smaller. I don't know what the output output is. They're even... uh, Stupider than something that was already relatively stupid, at least. And when I say stupid, I mean from an economic viability <laughs> standpoint, right? Because we both know they're not economically viable on any planet.
0: Yeah, when Mars you do the math, otherwise. the whole point of these, for those who haven't listened to prior episodes, is that you buy electricity when it's cheap in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. you store it in this battery, and then you use it when it's expensive during the day. Mm-hmm. You have to have a big differential between the expensive and the cheap energy, and maybe you're in a place where that number is very large, yeah. but this is a pretty tiny thing. It's not even very, I don't know if it even does backup. So it, to me, it doesn't make sense until we can get these home batteries that a very large size, like 100 kilowatts, so I could run my house for days and days and days. And Tesla, the big one, the big – what's it called? The the big block. The power. 200 kilowatts yeah. is the smallest you can buy, and that's $160,000. Yeah, that's a that's little gonna bit pricey. That's going to have to pricey. come down
2: in price. And all of these, the Nissan, the Tesla, you need multiple batteries. So you're looking at a 15 – potentially fifteen dollars to $20,000 investment when all is said and done to sort of – have a decent amount of backup to have enough energy to run the things in your home that you want to now, have. Now, we're run. specifically
0: obviously talking about, you know, if you're in residential first world country, this doesn't make a good idea. But I have lots of friends who live yeah. in rural areas and in third world countries that say this is fantastic for them. They capture their own solar, they use their own solar. This is fantastic. Very different than just trying to save a bit of cash by dropping these one on your house. I just don't see it. I and I don't if, see it happen.
2: And if he can get. Uh, rich I don't know idiots to buy <laughs> enough of them <laughs> you know like then maybe it subsidizes that rural thing that rural community situation I, you know I don't know it impress me it remains to be seen whether or not this thing has that sort of viability um, I think it does in again in like places with a lot less e- electricity needs in the evening Yep. Uh like rural places and villages and stuff. We
0: like that. will follow this and see how many of these actually sell and to. Uh, what did you call those people in uh, suburban areas in large first world countries? Idiots. <laughs> yeah. If you're Idiot. buying one of these, uh, Tom uh, Wolfson is the guy that said that. I didn't say it. Are- Talking Tesla takes no responsibility for calling people idiots.
2: Are you getting one?
0: I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I thought I was, and then I did <laughs> now now you're I'm not I'm like, yeah. no, I don't see So why. you're not. So
2: now you're not for sure. Like, yeah, you had made a reservation for I it. I
0: made a reservation, but now I'm like, I don't see the point. Like a seven-year payback period on this thing, and it's not big enough to actually do my backup, which is what I really wanted it for. Right. I don't see the point. But I'll wait. I'll wait for generation two or Deuce, three.
2: Dose point.
0: Oh. Audi, which is one of our favorite car companies because they make these clean diesel engines <laughs> that are so clean, except that they're not. And then, and now this scandal is going through other auto manufacturers, as we've noted Mitsubishi and other people have done the same thing, where you you go and get your car checked to make sure that the emissions are low and basically you've just, you know, futzed with this software and you've lied to the world. Well, they are saying that they are going to create an EV vehicle every year beginning in 2018. This is good, and I believe this is because of the pressure from Tesla that is selling lots of vehicles and getting lots of hype, and they need a little goodwill. So that's good. This is what we want other car yeah. manufacturers to make EVs. Yeah. Do it.
2: So, you know, in five or six years after 2018, then most of Audi's models will be available in an E version, hopefully a pure E version and not a weird hybrid E version. Um, and then hopefully this also means – the advent of more manufacturers working on infrastructure and I had this thought the other day so for a hundred years maybe longer since the advent of the American uh, assembly line of making cars the right? T's that are model. cars <laughs> the Ts that are model car manufacturers have made cars and then mm-hmm. sort of they've serviced them and their in their service things yeah. but they haven't fueled them no right? So they've left all of that money on the table. And it's in a lot of That's money. It's a big Chevron, table. A very BP, big mobile, right? Why do they not want to continue to make money off these cars, even in an Apple? Let's talk about an iTunes model, a subscription-based charging, mm. anything like that. Why would they not want to, A, sell more of their cars, and B, get more of the money to power those cars moving on into the future by adding things like, I don't know, the parking meter, charger that I found the other day, Interesting. things like that all over the place. It makes sense on, a, on an economic level for them to continue to get these money where you would say buy an Audi e-vehicle, you pay them an extra $1,000, and that gives you access to the whole gamut of charge points and blinks and all these other things. And you know your fuel costs are kind of set in – in, a, in stone in a box and then That's that helps to build out
0: the thing I'm no economist yeah but there must be a reason it's interesting interesting hey yeah. Uh, Thomasina yeah Apple versus Uber this is an interesting article this is from Business Insider and uh, Business. there's a lot of these articles out right now and I'll try and summarize. Well, let me just read this from it. It says, many are still not convinced Apple will be entering the automobile industry because uh, they doubt that Apple can come up with a product that really leaps frogs the best of today's vehicles like the Model S, for example. This person is saying that you don't get it if that's uh, the way you're thinking because Apple created lots of devices which weren't better or land-breaking and made all of the money. The (laughs) Apple iPhone wasn't the first smartphone. Uh, The iPad wasn't the first ipad they just come along and do beautiful design and make it better and more interesting the whole point of this article as i read it is we think that the competition for a car manufacturer like tesla is other car manufacturers and they're saying i don't think it is other car manufacturers it's other industries like uber like apple people who are able to basically take a technology which is what cars have now become and do it better and sexier and more efficiently And it's probably not the GMs and the Fords that are going to eat Tesla's lunch, but an entirely new type of thought group like an Uber. What do you think, Tom?
2: Yeah, I mean, if Uber gets into a deal where it manufactures automobiles with Apple, it feels more so like a lot of these companies are looking towards Tesla to be that sort of white label manufacturer on some levels, right? They just need someone to make electric, autonomous, I mean, for Uber, in a perfect world, right, it's an all-electric, autonomous vehicle, 250 miles, can pull into a parking space, charge itself, and get the hell back to work, you know, and it could drive 24 hours a day, it's a completely different paradigm, it makes transportation a lot cheaper, and I was thinking about this the other day, could you really Use an Uber like most people use and I use an Uber like I got to drive someplace I need a ride home to drop my car off to rent a car to get to a bar or a restaurant that I know I'm going to be drinking from but I've never just been like I need to go to the grocery store call an Uber to take me to the grocery store do my shopping call an Uber to take me home. I want to go and pick up a pizza or Thai food, call an Uber to take me there. Like, I've never used it in that sense. And that's what long-term it needs to be, right?
0: You mean the ability to do that fast and easy and inexpensively? So Uber is, right now is all over the place here in the States. It is not less expensive than driving yourself. We did this, math uh, many many episodes ago. So it's still more expensive if you were doing all of your driving with an Uber versus if you did it
2: yourself. Yeah. Although, is it really, like, all of it? It just depends on how much all of your driving means, right? Because you could be paying $400 a month for your car, plus maintenance, blah, 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 you know. And in in San Francisco, you're parking it, right? There's a lot of issues.
0: In general, it's still more expensive if you're using it a lot. Yeah. But uh, that and Uber's prices keep coming down, when it's self-driving and it's electric because of the fact that the Uber car will be able to be used all the time, they'll be able to take that price because the most expensive part about an Uber is paying the guy that's driving the car. Because it's his car. So once you get that down, then you can get the price of... Flying around in Ubers to be you know, a third of that of owning right. a car. And a lot of people said, but I like my car, I want my car, this isn't going to change the sharing community of using Ubers, yeah. isn't going to happen because we have that right now with bicycles and that doesn't work very well. And we have it with houses and that doesn't work very well. And I'd say actually uh, Airbnb and stuff is huge. It but does I can tell well. you, I hang out with a lot of teenagers. Mm-hmm. My son's a teenager and uh, it is stunning to me how few of those kids who are now 16, in the States you can get your license at 16, you get your permanent 15 and a half, how few of his friends have bothered to get their permit. He got it. He wanted to get a car and get a permit. But most of his friends haven't bothered. And you ask him why, I'm like, oh, I don't need to. I take the bus to school. Mum will drive me every now and then. Uh, i got a friend who's got a license. It's unbelievable. When I was a kid, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I could not wait to get it because that thing was independence. Having your right. license was independence. These uh, millennial kids, they just, eh, whatever. Freedom. They it can was, take an Uber. They can yeah. do all this other stuff. They just don't care about car ownership the way we do. They care about yeah. texting.
2: <laughs> yeah. My daughter's taken an Uber a couple of times to school, a couple of times to other things that she had to do when we were unavailable to be her chauffeurs and stuff like that. But again, I really think the key is, and I would like to try this and I don't know, like, Will people be willing to give up the convenience factor? You go to Ralph's, you spend an hour shopping, and as you're in the checkout line, you call in you call an Uber and it's waiting for you when you get out. Like will you wait five minutes? Will you wait ten Tom,
0: minutes? Tom, Tom, this is a brilliant idea. Thank so you. I'm gonna give you some cash and a microphone, and that would be a really cool experiment. A day when you've got a lot to do.
2: A lot you've to do. You've got to go
0: to work and you've gotta go to the and you've got a lot to do. Uh, talking Tesla is going to pay for you to use an Uber that whole day if you record your experience and your the upsides and downsides. It'll be so. It'll be good radio. Yeah, it'll be, good. <laughs> it'll be very exciting. Let's get I'm that done. I'm on my way
2: to the bagel shop now. The,
0: that would be so cool.
2: I think it's interesting, and I, and I don't know. Maybe Uber has done this. Maybe people have experimented and actually using it? it for daily sort of life. Go to the dry cleaners. All that. stuff. You're doing so, it. That's brilliant. Thank you.
0: Coming soon. On talking Tesla. Tom and the day of Uber. (laughs) The
2: day of Uber.
1: Now it's time for a new section, the Tesla Fun Fact with Robert Rosenblum. How many batteries are in your Tesla? I have an eighty five, and the eighty five has seven thousand one hundred and forty three. That's a lot of batteries. But wait, you might be thinking because you're a Tesla aficionado, that doesn't make sense. What's Robert thinking? It's been published, and it's pretty common knowledge, that Tesla uses a Panasonic 18650 battery, which is proprietary. They're not available anywhere else. And that they pack 7,140 of these AA-sized batteries into the power pack under your feet. But wait, there's another battery. There's a 12-volt battery, which is located towards the front of the car. It's a 33-amp-hour, get this, lead-acid battery. How retro. But it runs everything except your air conditioning and the drivetrain. So your computers, your USB ports, your cigarette lighter, which you use to charge your cell phone, are run off this battery. And that leaves two more. When you got your Tesla, you had two keys. And those two keys each have a coin battery in it, a CR2032, for a total of 7143
0: Uh, SpaceX, let's keep this moving. There's a lot to be done here. SpaceX. Uh, This is from Money on CNN, and it says that SpaceX is going to beat Boeing, or they think that it's probably going to beat Boeing, to be the first private company to carry astronauts. Boeing's a little bit behind, and uh, this is all just bragging rights, because it turns out that NASA and other people, we need many more rockets than just SpaceX can produce. Yeah. But it would be kind of cool. If this upstart little company that didn't even exist a decade ago could be the first company to put astronauts into space. My only concern with this, Tom, yeah. I like this competition. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Have these companies compete. Let's get uh, ourselves to be a multiplanetary species. It's all good. My huge concern. Uh-huh. Can you imagine the sphincter tone of Elon Musk the first time one of their rockets has astronauts in it? It's one thing to blow up an expensive satellite. Oh, there goes four hundred million dollars because our yeah. thing didn't work. It's another thing to blow up a couple of people. It is.
2: It's scary and you know, the difference is when space shuttles had 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 their accidents, right? NASA's stock didn't plummet, you know, ninety nine percent. Like there are stockholders involved.
0: Actually it's in a these private companies, company. There are no stockholders.
2: There's no stockholders at all? No, it's not. None of that money is tied well, to that other.
0: No, it's not. A, it's a privately okay. held company. But that's well, still. There you go. I mean, you it's can still, imagine it's still not a good thing if you kill a few no, astronauts. No, no. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You're I lose mean, some they, contracts. You know, people who
2: who are astronauts, they sign up for that sort of danger. I mean, they realize when you're strapping yourself to you know uh, four hundred thousand pounds of liquid fuel and and trying to leave the Earth, <laughs> is it, um, that, that there's a, an inherent amount of danger involved
0: in that. Was it? Um, Apollo 13 or was it it may have been Armageddon that uh, as the rocket's about to take off, one astronaut turns the other and he goes, you know, uh, you're flying on a craft that was given to the lowest bidder or something like that oh shit,
2: (laughs) right, 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 yeah (laughs) hey Harry yeah, right you know we're sitting on 4 million pounds of fuel one nuclear weapon and a thing that has 270,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder Oh, makes you feel good, doesn't it yeah and, and I don't I mean, I don't think it's a lowest bidder situation, obviously the fine engineers at SpaceX you know really really care about what they're doing. You can see it like in the passion of their webcasts and stuff like that like they're they're super into it. They're geeking out on landing a rocket on a barge so i it has to happen because right now we're flying our astronauts over to Russia.
0: Let's do letters. Uh, Got a number of letters letters. here. First one is from Mike uh, Fernandez. Hi, Mike. And uh, he said, in your last episodes, actually a couple of episodes ago, you mentioned using water as a form of electricity storage by pumping it to a higher elevation when electricity storage is low, and pumping it down when you need it. California actually has one of these. I didn't know. It's called the Helms Pumped Storage Project, and it does exactly that. That's uh, cool. Where is this? It's up near Fresno, and so they. I say Fresno. Yes. (laughs) Fres, yes. <laughs> so uh, up it goes uh, when um, there's lots of excess energy and then the water flows down in a sort of a hydroelectric-like plant uh, when they need it. So, And I got one from an Australian, but I somehow I can't find that email. And an Australian was saying that they live right next to one. Same kind of thing in a closed system, in a closed loop. They don't lose much water. So uh, we just sort of find these at scale, that big scale energy storage solutions kind of interesting so we keep looking for them i got another one here this one is from uh, tom can you pronounce this for me Kelly. Helen.
2: helen or helen by the way a number alexi. of people have noted
0: that we uh, are absolutely atrocious at uh, non anglo american names
2: yeah they, they are apparently listening to the show because they are <laughs> so correct so bad so alexi lives in finland
0: and he said look i'm a model 3 reservation holder and uh, I can't wait for it to come out. I think I'm around the sort of, my guess is the 200 to 250 in the queue. But now Tesla has said they're going to move up production. And uh, Alexi, Alexis, Alexa, this person said, uh, how does this actually work? Because if it comes too soon, I haven't saved up my money. And uh, I might not be ready if it comes out in 2018 because even at the prices that this is going to, sell for it's still yeah. a pretty expensive car She was like uh how does it work so how it works on my model x so i put five thousand dollars on a second model x two years ago yeah so we got the one model x we love it it's great but i'm not ready to pull the trigger on another very very expensive car thank you very much but you are but you're not but i'm not going to i yeah. think i'm gonna stick with the s that's a whole nother story we might talk about it next yeah. week but i've just got my money sitting there and so you don't have to actually pull the trigger and get the get the car so you can just sit on that reservation space and then when you're ready you can say okay build the car for me but but the x is a little different though but right? the x is a little different now because i could just say give me my five thousand back because they've got production ramps so fast now uh, it doesn't matter if i'm a reservation holder at this point right. i can you can go without a reservation get a new x in a month and i can get one in a month so right. if they really increase production um, maybe this won't matter. You'll just realize, hey, they're making these so fast, I can just get my money back. but even if you even if you want to hold your reservation space, the way it's worked in the past is that you just keep your money there, you can delay your decision, and then when you're ready to pull the trigger, say go build it. yeah,
2: and so again, it'll just it'll depend on how many people are actually following through on their orders, where Tesla is at at the time that you're ready to go. so I wouldn't be overly concerned about it just you know just write it out and see what happens you'll be good to go
0: and uh, to put it another way tesla is quite happy to sit on your thousand dollars for as long as you yeah. want to because it's zero interest
2: apparently they're not spending it though like they're they're actually in like some sort of escrow accounts or something like that i need but to get my money back so we'll
0: talk about that you next should
2: week. get your money back
0: uh here we go uh charging this one is from oh, elling stenseth thank you you're welcome charging it is known that lithium-ion batteries will wear out over time if you charge oh, wait, them wait, wait. too
2: long. Well, let's start that over again because the email is Elling Stenseth, but the the salutation at the end is from somebody named Silke. So, Silke, Silke. Stenseth. So I'm not sure uh, if uh, Elling Stenseth and Silke share an email account, but it's from from Silke.
0: So it is known that lithium-ion batteries will wear out if you charge them too too long. In this case uh, with Tesla car batteries as well. Do you have some kind of mechanism that cuts the electricity when the battery is fully charged? At this point, I'm waiting to hear about our Model X, when it'll be built. We're expecting confirmation any day now. Yeah, the point is here, uh, Silky, that, yeah, there is... If you overcharge lithium-ion batteries, they can explode. If you overcharge them or you charge them too fast, apparently it can wear them out. There's all of this software in Teslas, which means that it charges really fast after up to about 80%, yeah. and then it slows right down to do that last bit. And as we've noted here on the show... The technology in these batteries and the software they're using to charge these batteries mean that there's been very little degradation. So this is not like the older lithium-ion batteries that were in your laptop, which after a year were crap. Yeah, these are lasting for a very long time.
2: But they also, I've also heard reports that they recommend keeping it plugged in even when it's fully charged, as it will just condition the battery on some level. So hmm. I think there's some anecdotal information about the rav four in that sense that like keeping it charged in helps with the volt keeping it charged keeping it plugged Again. in helps so it's probably a similar thing with the x but it's not just going to continue to charge completely until it turns to be 17 million thousand degrees and explodes it's My
0: nuts no, uh, my tesla now is 35 33 000 miles and yeah. i've lost 10 miles of range it now fully charges to 260 miles, and it used to do 270. So that is amazingly good. It's on track so that's for like having- So
2: 5%? Yeah. Less than 5%. Yeah.
0: So it's on track to like at 100,000 miles to have 90% of its charge. So, right. Which is spectacular. That is unbelievably good. And this is also the group, the husband and wife team, that are actually going to take their X, and they're going to tow it across Canada. Not from Florida to Canada, like I said last week. They're going to go across Canada- and uh, we apparently destroyed their names in terms of pronunciation. Wait, so well, these are the people we're going to follow when they take a camper van and they're going to go across Canada and oh, they're going okay. to uh, talk all about it. And we're going to have them on the show.
2: That was on last week's show that I missed. Because oh, because I was you were so lazy. Uh, yeah, was, uh, I was lazy. We appreciate the letters. Thank you. Keep letters. them coming. Yes. We're going to follow Rolf and Silke on their adventure across Canada. And that's pretty exciting.
0: And, uh, hey, go on iTunes, leave a comment and a rating. It really helps us out yeah. if you do that. It would be really good if you could do that. Good, bad,
2: or indifferent. And if it's bad, Don't. We're, gonna have, we're coming for you.
0: Don't. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, his name is Tom Wilson. My name is Mel Herbert. This is Talking Test of 34. We'll talk to you next week unless you've got something better to do, Tom.
2: Nope, I'll be here for the people because the people need the Tom. The Tom
0: abides. Why? Because we're talking.
2: Talking. Talking. ( stalemate) Talking.
1: Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. 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 Talking Tesla.